Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we are talking some dynasty buys or sells, some breakout candidates, all that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Dynasty Rewind. The best in the business is back in business. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, we got Nate, not the professor tonight, Christian. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of pissed because the Ravens, you know, they lost last night, ending the 24-game win streak in the preseason. And I know, I know it doesn't matter, but... I don't like to lose, Mike. I don't like to lose. Mm. I will say before the show, Nate and I were talking, it would have been hilarious if the Ravens just fired John Harbaugh for (laughs) for breaking that streak just right after the preseason. Um, He doesn't like to lose either. Also joined by Chevin Nooney. Chev, what's good, man? I'm just ready for some college football, to be honest. I'm ready to see some C2C players just go bonkers. I mean, what we're is this does it start this week or next? I know it's very soon. This week, maybe. It's time to see what some of these players got. We're gonna see. I'm tired of talking about some of these older players. I want to talk about some new young pups again. That was some fun times. What do you guys get more excited for? NFL or or college? And I mean, I understand that this is a dynasty fantasy football podcast, but you could be truthful if you like college better. I mean I love the Eagles and I get really excited for them, but there's something about just the overall, there's so many more teams in college. It's just, I, I don't know. I get really excited about college football. Yeah. I mean, I think to each, each one is so exciting. I think overall probably NFL just because, you know, those guys are the top of the top, mm-hmm. but college football, it's, it's very close because yeah. there's just so much out there with college football. You never get bored. It's true. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I love college football, man. I think it just means so much more, especially to the cities. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I go to Cardinals games, it, everybody's sitting down, not doing much. When I go to an OU football game, man, it's loud and intense every second of the game. So, And I think just, it just matters a whole lot more. If you lose a game, you, you're out of it most yeah. of the time, unless you're Alabama or one of these higher class teams. So I think college is just more fun and it's just it's just a better environment, in my opinion. I've never been to like a real stadium, I guess, so I can't really say that, but we'll see. Well, come out to the link sometime. It'll be a great environment, and you can catch Nate and I in College Park, Maryland, November 4th, Penn State versus Maryland. Ooh. Do we want to do a shot bet on that game, Nate? I feel like if <laughs> the Terps win, you have to take two shots, and if Penn State wins, I have to take one. That's like, that's like the that's correct fair. odds. Sean? Put it on the board. I'll do that. Drew Lar is going to go ham, as are you guys, because today we are talking about breakout candidates. I think Drew Lar is going to break out this season. Nick Singleton kind of already did. Working mm-hmm. some college there into my segue. You're welcome. So let's talk about some dynasty buys and sells. No holds. We're just going to be touching on a little bit. of. It's going to be different here. So we all play redraft. We all play dynasty. You guys still play redraft, right? Yeah. A couple, yeah. couple yeah. leagues yeah. here and there. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about some redraft values as well as dynasty values. I'm going to do it up for you. So are you guys buying or selling the breakout? We're going to be talking about the price too, because price is the most important thing, price and value. Again, like Nate always says at the dynasty round, we don't hate players, we hate values. Mm -hmm. So are you guys buying or selling Tony Pollard, this breakout value? 
So his redraft on underdogs running back six deep dive fantasy football projection is running back 11. If you want to see more of Brandon, his projections, patreon.com forward slash tiny to rewind you guys buying or selling this chef. Let's start with you, Tony Pollard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be selling him. I think he has had the best luck this off season though. I mean, there hasn't been much competition that's brought in to really challenge him up to this point. I mean, they weren't even in on Dalvin Cook, it sounded like, or any of these other uh, free agent running backs. And, I, I mean, he's been very lucky, and he's been he's been getting good value, it seems like. I mean, we're looking at running back nine, running back eight. I'd much rather just have a mid-24 first. He got injured last year. He's 26 years old at this point. I guess he's mm-hmm. going to be 27 when the season starts so or when the season ends. I'm, I'd rather just get the mid-24 first and – gain value that way i mean running backs are just ugly at this point and i think i can get a player next year in the mid 24 first that would be a little bit better and have a little more longevity for the coming years all right so just to clarify chef did skip ahead just a little bit here um the dynasty value yeah i was talking is redraft value first oh Um, damn it's okay. We're just going to lump it all in. So you're selling at his dynasty value, which is running back nine. Keep Drake cut is running back eight, and his market value is a mid-24 first. So you're going to move on from Tony Pollard for a mid-24 first. I'm going to put my hand up and say I agree with that. Nate, do you agree with that as well? I mean, I am moving off of Pollard in most situations because I'm just not a huge fan of Pollard, and especially for dynasty yeah. when he's 26 years old. The next closest 26-year-old running back is Miles Sanders, and he's about 20 spots lower in running back rankings. And I just don't understand it. Um, I mean, I know Tony Pollard's got a ton of upside. I'm not going to doubt that. I think he's a great redraft asset. Um, I do have some doubts about his ability to handle the volume, but if he can handle it, the volume is there, and his efficiency has been great. So I really can't take anything away from Tony Pollard except for that he's coming off of an injury. But the fact is he is 26. Just because he's been behind Zeke, I feel like a lot of people think he's still like a young running back. But we've just we just haven't seen enough of Tony Pollard where he still feels young in our minds. But he's just as old as Miles Sanders. You know, he will be 27 um, by the start of next offseason. You know, we know how those running backs go when they're older. And sure. the ones that we want to keep are the guys that have been dominant, like Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley. Um, you know, so I just don't see that with Tony Pollard. I think his value is a little overinflated right now. But I'm not going to move him for a mid-24 first because I'm not moving that production in 2023 for a straight-up draft pick. If I'm moving Tony Pollard, I want a player back that's going to help my team out, score points in my lineup, whether it's a different running back that maybe I tear down, maybe it's a wide receiver, but not straight-up for a first-round pick. Okay. I got bad news, Nate. All these trades are just for picks, so you're going to have to adjust a little bit here. I'll just have to keep prefacing <laughs> everything I said. If, you, if you're a rebuilding team, I go ahead, but you might go get more during the season. Right. Obviously, these are all situation-dependent, and I will say I'm okay with that value for redraft. You're going to dump this guy anyway at the end of the season, so we're obviously playing redraft a little bit better. And, hey, if I'm contending, Dynasty, I'm likely keeping him sure. rebuilding. Tony Pollard's gone. This is another reason why I said I hated the situation, not the player, and it's not because I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but I figured until he would have the chance to be relevant, he's already 26, like Nate said. So there's a lot of questions here, and besides, they got Rico Dowdle waiting in the wings. Oof. So who knows what's going to happen? Let's just lump everything together here. How does that sound? To kind of streamline things. Let's talk about Jerry Judy. His redraft value on underdog is wide receiver 20. 
Brandon and his deep dive projections have him projected at wide receiver 13. So almost the wide receiver one mm -hmm. and his dynasty values. DLF ADP is wide receiver 20. Keep trade cut is wide receiver 21. And his market value is very similar to that of Tony Pollard's in that it's a mid to late 24 first. Just some food for thought for you guys here before we move on. Jerry Judy isn't really being valued as a breakout given most valuations and projections, is he? Do we believe he can get there, or is Judy set to disappoint again? Nate, I think you might be the biggest Jerry Judy fan here, possibly. Quite possibly. I Why don't we start with you? Yeah, I've been a big Jerry Judy fan since he was at Alabama. Um, really rated him coming out of college. Been a fan of him throughout the years, even through the ups and downs. So I have a lot of Jerry Judy in a lot of my teams, and I'm really excited for what's going to happen this year. Um, you know, we, we, we've talked about ad nauseum at this point, ad nauseum at this point, but um, – you know, Sean Payton's there. Russell Wilson's there. I expect this team to be better than they were last year. It's impossible, basically, to be worse than they were last year. Um, Jerry Judy, he is the wide receiver one there. He's going to get volume. You know, I think it's very easy to project him for over 120 targets. Um, he's probably going to be close to 140 targets as the wide receiver one there because, let's be honest, Cortland Sutton, you know, he's going to get his, but he's not going to really challenge Judy for that, you know, wide receiver one role. So I like Jerry Judy. I like this value. I'm buying him still at this value. Um, you know, he's next to guys like DJ Moore and Quentin Johnson, Christian Watson on keep trade cut. I would rather have Jerry Judy. Um, you know, DJ Moore, another, uh, you know, bona fide wide receiver one out there, but we have worries about the, the pass volume. And I don't have that worry with Jerry Judy. I know he's got a good quarterback. who can throw him the ball and even he's going get, get, uh, to get the ball plenty. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm on board with all that. I'll I'll spend a mid to late 24 first on Jerry Judy. I'm fine uh, yeah. with that. And I, I did a uh, bargain buy video. What I said is I echoed something that Bob said, don't be afraid to hold on or move these picks for proven talent. We know what Jerry Ju Judy yeah. can do. There's been some circumstances there where, um, you know, he just hasn't been able to shine. Chev, are we in out on these values? What are you thinking? I think the value is pretty fair. I, I mean, I don't think he's better than DJ Moore, but I still think he's one of the better route runners in the NFL. And I think he's a guy that's set up to have a great year this upcoming year. I mean, we just got to see him stay healthy and catch the football. We've had problems with drops, but hopefully this upcoming year, Judy can shake that off. But I think he has a great year this upcoming year with Sean Payton there. I think Russell Wilson bounces back a little bit. I don't really think Corlin Sun's a guy that we have to worry about too much. He's one of those players that's more of a deep ball threat, in my opinion, and it's not a volume. All right, so yeah. let's move on to the next. Also, remember one. Jerry Judy is only twenty-four years old. So it's even true. if you're moving a first-round pick for him, you know you're still getting a young player. Yep. And you one thing you got to think about too is there's guys that come out every year that are already 24, and especially yeah. with guys staying in college with NIL, maybe you have super seniors. And I'm not saying maybe these guys oh, you're not dude. taking in the first round, but still, you're absolutely right. There's guys that are coming out already almost as old as Jerry Judy. Let's move on, shall we? Let's talk about Jameer Gibbs. So his redraft value, an underdog is running back 10. Brandon's got him projected at running back five on the season. I mean, we've seen. Rookie running backs go off. David Montgomery's there. To me, that's a little high, Brandon. I'm going to slightly mm -hmm. disagree with you there. David Montgomery's a very good NFL back. But his dynasty values, DLF, his ADP is running back five. Keep trade cut. Running back two. Screw Saquon Barkley, mm -hmm. I guess, huh? Market value is a mid-24 first and a random 25 first. Okay, so multiple picks going for Jameer Gibbs. And look, we can all agree that Gibbs is a great player. Does he garner enough of a workload to justify being valued this highly this early in his rookie season? 
I mean, what if it's a straight up committee with Montgomery, like I just mentioned, and Gibbs? Do we trust that Gibbs can provide what we think he can? I'm going to start. I don't like this for redraft, to be perfectly honest with you. I used to be team never rookie running backs in redraft, but if I can get a guy like Bijan Robinson, I'm going to do it. I guess I was just burned from Melvin Gordon's rookie season when he got no <laughs> touchdowns and I thought I got a steal there. Uh, but the dynasty values, I have a hard time selling for these picks right now. Yeah. To be honest with you, because, you know, where I was getting Jameer Gibbs, I was getting him a lot at like the 103, 104 ish. Mm-hmm. So, I'd hate to kind of tear down to a mid 24 first, which could be like a, the 108. And then a random 25 first is two years away. So in this case, I'm going to hold on to him. I'm not going to move him. If the redraft value, I'm out on that. I'm just going to go with the veteran running back or go zero RB and build around wide receivers. But I guess I can't really hold. That's not the purpose of this exercise, is it, Mike? No, it's not. <laughs> I think at that point, you know. Man, that's a tough one. That's that's one. a really tough one. Yeah, I, Bob, stop making me think <laughs> at 9 o'clock at night after working all day, man. You're killing me. I'm going to come back to me a little bit. I'm going to think <laughs> on this one a little bit. Hey, that's the great thing about being the host. I can take a there pass. Come back. Nate, let's, let's uh, move over to you. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for Jameer Gibbs in redraft. I actually think he's a value at RB10. And I'll tell you why. So looking at um, Jesse morse on twitter uh, at dr jesse morse he does a lot of uh, like injury related stuff but also has some really great fantasy content there and since 2012 there have been seven rookie running backs drafted in the top 15 picks in the nfl draft five of the seven were top nine picks like jameer gibbs only one of those seven finished outside the top 10 of the rookie season in fantasy football and we know how excited the Lions are about Jameer Gibbs. We know how excited they were to draft him, use him all over the field. We've heard reports that he's already, you know, just blowing people away. And what I always talk about with running backs is receiving ability and receiving targets. That volume is so important to fantasy football because we almost all play in PPR leagues now across the board. Mm-hmm. And when Jameer Gibbs gets a target and he gets eight yards, 1.8 points, hey, fantasy gets – Fancy because that's been talking about it for months now. That's the same as an 18-yard run by Derrick Henry where he knocks three people to the ground. But you take advantage of that, Jameer Gibbs, if he gets 70 catches this year, you're going to be really happy with wherever you drafted him. Um, so I'm paying I'm paying two first-round picks for Jameer Gibbs if that's what it takes, especially because in Dynasty, the running back position is so scarce. Yep. You know, after you know my veterans I can rely on for production this year, Moving forward, there's only so many running backs I feel comfortable with being the RB1 on my team. And Jameer Gibbs is one of those guys, but there's only about three or four other ones. So I'm willing to pay two first-round picks to guarantee I have a young stud running back going forward. All right. So Nate has no problem paying up. Um, I guess I just have, you know, I love the first-round picks. It's hard for me to move on from them. And there's a lot of good first-round running backs that I think are going to be coming out next year, too. I think that's just why I'm a little hesitant here. Chev, what are your thoughts on Jameer Gibbs and these values here? Yeah, I don't I don't think the redraft one is super crazy. I like RB10. I mean, he could get to RB5. I just don't know if the volume this upcoming season is going to get him there. I think later in, or a few years down the line, he will be there. But it's hard for me to gauge that right now with Montgomery there. 
I like his dynasty value. I mean, like Nate said, it is scarce for some of these RBs. A lot of these guys are 26, 27 right now. They're pushing to where, you know, it's time to trade these guys and maybe get more value before the cliff falls. I don't know. I, I, I don't mind trading the first for him, though. I think he's definitely worth it. Um, he's going to have the pass catching ability and he's not just limited to the running back position either. This guy can play a, the wide receiver position as well. He's a guy that they're going to use all over the field. I, I love what Jameer Gibbs brings to an NFL team. And I think that what he brings to the lions is a, a threat when he's wherever he's at on the field, no matter what position he's in, you have to keep an eye on him or it could be six right from the get go. So I love Jameer Gibbs. I think if you're trading a mid 24 first and a random 25 first, you probably should be competing. And I think you're fine with that. All right. So Chev's on board. Let's talk about our next player here. And that is San Francisco 49ers wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. So let's look at his redraft values. Underdog is wide receiver 27. Brandon is projecting him at wide receiver 32. So he's projecting a wide receiver three finish for Brandon Ayuk. I don't know. Nate shaking his head. I don't know how I feel about that one, but let's look at his dynasty values here. DLF ADP is wide receiver 29. So again, we're, we're pushing that wide receiver three there. Keep trade cut wide receiver 23, a little bit better, in my opinion. And his market value is a late 24 first and a late 24 second. So guys, do we want to pay this? for a wide receiver a, a low end wide receiver two or a top end wide receiver three i mean i feel like for these prices you could get somebody like christian kirk maybe even uh, Jahan dotson who were all high on guys like that i would feel i don't i don't like this price you know look i'm selling brandon Ayuk at that price if that's what we think that his output's going to be and yeah I don't, i'm fine with his uh his redraft values if he's going that late i'll scoop him up late by all means, but Nate, what? Uh, let's move right over to you. What do you think? Yeah, you know, Brandon Ayuk. I love the talent of Brandon Ayuk. I think that the issue here, and I'm, I like the value for redraft because I, I think he's going to have a top twenty-four season because I think he's the wide receiver one there in San Francisco. I don't think Debo's the wide receiver one anymore. He's a gadgety player at this point who is injured more often than not. And I'm just totally out on Debo, and I'm glad to see the community is finally caught up. And Brandon Ayuk is actually going above Debo now in startup drafts and keep trade cut. So about time. Thank you all for getting there. Um, but unfortunately, the situation isn't great for Brandon Ayuk. It's decent, but there's a lot of mouths to feed with the 49ers. CMC's there. George Kittle's there. And, you know, I, I said that Brandon Ayuk's the wide receiver one, but Debo's no slouch. We know he's going to get the ball. He's going to get opportunities to make something happen. So unfortunately, Brandon Ayuk isn't one of those guys that's going to get 140 targets in a season. He's going to get 100 to 110, something like that. Um, last season, you know, he had 113 targets, but you know, Debo missed a good bit of time. George Kittle missed time. Um, now Brock Purdy, it's a big question mark there about what he's doing, but I will take Brandon Ayuk in redraft. I will draft him in startup drafts, but I'm not willing to pay a first and a second for Brandon Ayuk. I just feel like I can do better, um, with those draft picks than picking up Brandon Ayuk, who I love, but he's like a really strong wide receiver three first flex for me you know i don't want to miss my top two wide receivers on my contending team mm -hmm. yeah for that price you can get a standout wide receiver and possibly a running back to fill out your roster too instead yeah. of just a guy who's being projected to finish this low and again i agree with you nate I, i'm excited about brandon Ayuk, but i guess we really have to see it and you know with brock purdy for a full season and you know paying that is not a price i want to pay for a proven yeah. player but uh chev what are your thoughts on brandon Ayuk? 
I'm really in the same boat. I think he's a value in redraft. Dynasty, I don't think I'd pay both the picks. If I had to just pay one of them, I'd feel a lot safer doing that. But I don't feel safe doing both of them at this point. I think he's already broken out. I don't think he has to break out this upcoming year. I think, like Nate said, you know, I see him like wide receiver 24 to 28 mm-hmm. at this point just because of so much volume that is going to have to be taken from other players in that system. I don't know. I just don't know if he gets to wide receiver 23 in value. It, it kind of worries me because I feel like he could fluctuate in different ways. But in that offense, we've seen Kittle miss a lot of time. Debo miss a lot of time. It's not like Debo has been bonkers for four straight seasons. He had one really good season, and then we'll see what happens if he plays well this upcoming year and he stays healthy. But I think Ayuk is in for good volume. I just think it could be inconsistent throughout the season, and that's where it hurts the most. Yeah, I agree with that. And let's uh, let's take a moment, let's take a pause, and hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll see you guys on the other side. All right, so we're back, and let's keep on moving here. Let's talk about our next players. So Miles Sanders, Nate, you had mentioned him before when we were talking about Tony Pollard. So let's talk about Miles Sanders now, the new Carolina Panther. His running back, I'm sorry, his redraft value and underdogs running back 21. Brandon's got it projected at running back eight. So a top 10 running back finish uh, definitely could happen as long as he stays healthy. He was healthy all last year. And his dynasty values, talk about the disrespect. DLF ADP is running back 23, keep trade cut, running back 22. Market value is a 24 late first. So this is a guy no one's sold on the breakout. He kind of broke out last year, not much in the receiving game. Can he be a high-end running back one or low-end running back one, however you to do it? Or you think he's destined for another running back to finish? I think he was running back 13 last year. Memory serves me correctly. Chev, let's start with you. What are you doing with the former Penn State and Eagles product? Yeah, I mean, I really love Miles Sanders this upcoming year in that offense. You can I don't know if you watch YouTube, but in the Carolina Panthers, they have a little series where they went through the draft, they went through free agency, and they talk so highly about this guy, about his pass catching, where they want him to get back to where his rookie season, where he had like 35 catches or whatnot. They want him to be that type of player. So he doesn't really have too much competition. I love his value in redraft, RB21. Can he get to RB8? I think it's possible, depending on how many catch, or how many passes he catches. I think he's more of the 12 to 13, 15 range, but I really love that. Dynasty values, I still think, you know, 24 late first, I'd much rather give an early second or a mid second to try to get him and maybe add in another piece there, but I'm not really worried about giving up a 24 late for, first for him. I think he has all the talent. Again, it's just about him staying healthy in that offense because I don't think there's much behind him. You got Chuba Hubbard. Yep. I'm not really scared about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be all in on Miles Sanders at this point. You know what I'm all in too? And before anyone's saying that we're hypocritical, the difference here between Miles Sanders and Tony Pollard, a mid to a late round pick, I agree with Chef. If it could be a second, I would love that too. Mm-hmm. I remember prior to last year, I had a team that wasn't a very good team. I tried to sell off Miles Sanders for two second-round picks. Nobody wanted to bite. People are lame. But I'm all in. Man, if you're drafting him at running back 21 for redraft and you get even a running back 13 finish again, sign me up for the season. And the disrespect on these values here, I mean, the fact of the matter is where he's going, he's probably going to finish higher than a lot of these guys. 
we, you know, we, we always say we want a bell cow. We don't always get it, but that's, it's, it's what it is, man. Like, would you rather have him or a guy like, uh, who's ahead of him here? Probably finished better than I'd say DeAndre Swift. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Volume. That's what it comes down to, man. And Miles Sanders is set up for a lot of volume. You know, Chev, what you're talking about with that YouTube series, you know, you watch that. They talk about him as a three down workhorse. They talk about getting him over 50 catches this season. They want to get him involved. And, you know, I know he's dealt with injury this offseason, but also I think they just weren't going to play him anyway because they just want to keep him healthy. And Bryce, Bryce Young, rookie quarterback, as he gets used to the NFL, you know, he's going to be willing to check down the ball to Miles Sanders. Sanders is going to get a ton of volume. I think it is ridiculous that he is ranked so low right now, especially when we had just talked about Tony Pollard, who's the same age and has not have, had as much production consistently throughout his career sure. as Miles Sanders, but is rated so much higher. Despite, once again, both being 26 years old. I don't know if I live in crazy world, but we all do apparently. <laughs> and Miles Sanders right now, on keep trade cut. He's below Zach Charbonnet. I love Charbonnet, but Charbonnet ain't doing what, what Miles Sanders is going to be doing for my team. He's mm-hmm. below Jamison Williams, which, hey, that might not last very long. Jamison's plummeting right now in value. But if I could trade a wide receiver who's not playing the first six games of the season and hasn't really played much at all throughout his career yet, mm-hmm. albeit one season before someone says something, give me Miles Sanders. Unless you have three really good running backs on your team already who you like, Miles Sanders almost immediately helps your team over anyone else that's ranked around him. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Miles Sanders in redraft, I'm taking Miles Sanders in dynasty. I'm more than willing to pay a late 24 first. If I'm a contender and I need a strong RB2, exactly. Miles Sanders, he's the guy. Let me ask you guys this. So he's running back 23. We'd rather have him or the guy who is going at his ADP of running back 13, Kenneth Walker. You know, in dynasty, I'd rather have Kenneth Walker. Okay. Yeah. In redraft, I'd rather have Miles Sanders. Yeah. I think I'm still going to stick with Miles Sanders in Dynasty. You know, if you get a good two, maybe even three years out of him in Carolina, you can you could retool then. And he is I'm on a three-year deal, I believe. There Which, I, if, looking at the details, it's pretty much a two-year deal and you're out of yeah. here. But we'll take two years of production at the running back position. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the next one. Let's talk about Garrett Wilson. All right, Ooh. so his redraft value, wide receiver nine on underdog. Brandon thinks highly of him. He's going to finish at wide receiver five. So you want to make sure you head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Hop in there and tell Brandon if you think he's crazy or what. Let's look at his dynasty values. It lines up with Brandon's projections. DLF ADP is wide receiver five. Keep trade cut is wide receiver three. His market value is two mid 24 first. So before we get into it, look, we love Garrett Wilson. We've all been high on Garrett Wilson. Is he really going to break out to the extent that we think? Is Aaron Rodgers the answer? Should we temper our expectations? Are we all in? Chev, you're over here. Let me start with you on this one. I have no idea why you're asking me this because you know what I'm going to say. Garrett Wilson is that dude on that team. He's going to be a guy that gets all the targets. We want – me and Nate, we've been talking about these wide receivers to get you 140-plus targets. I think Garrett Wilson gets there. Now you get a quarterback that's actually good at throwing the football and accurate and precise with what he does in games. They're going to be on the field a lot more with Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson's going to be an absolute stud. I'm more than willing to give up the 224 mid first. Are the questions valid? I think you could say, you know, is he ready yet? Sure. I think you could say that, but I don't think 
I don't think you can go away from Garrett Wilson this upcoming year, especially in redraft at wide receiver nine and say, man, I wish I could have got a better player. Cause I think Garrett Wilson is going to be worth everything. Every little penny, dime, nickel, mm-hmm. George Washington, whatever you want to give up for this dude, he's going to be worth it. So Chev, you're not afraid of Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, Irvin Charles, Nicole Hardman, Randall Cobb. You're not afraid of that. And let's not forget, you know, looking at their tight end room, they got Kenny Yaboa still floating around on there too. Watch out. Um, Yeah. So I do think he is the guy. Um, Nate, what do you feel about paying 224 first for a guy like Garrett Wilson? I'm fine with that because Garrett Wilson, yeah, he's, he's someone you can build around. You know, we do our roster reviews. And when we do our roster reviews that you can find in the description below, we talk about core players. Mm-hmm. Players you can build your team around. Players you want to keep on your team because those are cornerstone players. Garrett Wilson's one of those guys. I'm willing to pay 220, uh, two first for him because I think we're going to get top production this year. Wide receiver five does seem a little high, but at the same time, Mike, you talked about the wide receivers he's competing with. Not worried about those guys. He did have 147 targets last year with Zach Wilson and Mike White throwing him the ball. Garrett Wilson is a stud. We know that. I think by the end of the season, after he has a top 12 wide receiver finish, we're going to be looking at him kind of in the same tier as like CeeDee Lamb. Um, I'm assuming Marvin Harrison Jr. comes into the NFL as a top five wide receiver in Dynasty, mm-hmm. just to be quite honest. By the time we get to this point next year, he will be a wide receiver five probably. Um, so it's going to be looking like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and then you're going to have CeeDee Lamb, Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd love to have any one of those players. If I can guarantee one right now, take it yeah my only concern here is you know i i like drafting him at wide receiver nine i like that the wide receiver five finish let's look at the top 10 from last year justin jefferson tyree killed Devonte adams stefan Diggs, cd yeah. lamb aj brown amon ross st brown jalen waddle Devonta smith and amari cooper so there's some and you know jamar chase missed some time he finished his wide receiver 11 we think he's going to get back up there of course so mm-hmm. there's some competition for him to get up that high i'm not in i'm not Okay, I'm in on the wide receiver nine value. I'm not buying the wide receiver five finish. I have no problem moving 224 first. Like Nate said, it's a core player. I'm completely fine with that. I'm all in on Garrett Wilson in Dynasty. So let's move on to our last prospect. Nate, we're going to start with you. (laughs) This streak has been snapped. John Harbaugh is on his way back to Philadelphia to coach the secondary again. What was that? Special teams. That's what he did for Andy Reid. Oh, that's he did. Uh, I think he was secondary coach for like one year or two before he uh, became the Ravens head coach. Somebody fact check me on that. Um, I'll put it as the question uh, in the spot. <laughs> there you go. So J.K. Dobbins redraft value on underdogs running back 20. But Brandon thinks he's uh, seeing a running back 14 finish, which sounds pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Dynasty value running back 17 is his DLF ADP. Keep trade cut running back 19. So. His market value is a mid to late 24 first. All right. So similar to Jerry Judy, we've been on the Dobbins train for a little bit here. Is this the year he breaks out in the Todd Munkin offense? Can he be a running back one like we've hoped? Or is he just running back two? Can he stay healthy? Nate, you are the resident Ravens fan. Got to start with you, my man. Yep. So he came back. uh, J.K. Dobbins came back last year for five games at the end of the season. In those five games, he eclipsed 100 yards three of those times, finished as a top 20 running back three of those times, including uh, the last uh, week against Cincinnati. He had, uh, you know, was number number three running back on the week. 
So we know the talent's there. We saw it the rookie year as well. It's just the, all these injuries, man. They've been piling mm-hmm. up for Dobbins. He had to go back and get another surgery to make sure he was good to go. But by all accounts, he's good to go. He did start out on the pup, but um, Ian Rappaport said that it was a injury that would probably feel better with a new contract. Um, he hasn't got that contract yet, but it sounds like you know he's back at camp. So we're excited to have him in Baltimore. And the Todd Munkin offense, I'm really excited about. I think Dobbins is going to get – couple more receiving targets this year um you know in greg roman's offense they never threw to the running backs really todd munkin's offense not scared to throw to the running backs that's where we saw james cook catch all those passes in georgia um so excited for dobbins to get some receiving ability because we're we have no questions about his running ability he is one of the best runners when he's healthy he was in college he has been in the nfl even after his injury when he gets the ball and he's healthy watch out he's healthy he's gonna get the ball he's gonna get receiving targets it's just math one plus one plus one equals three. I'll take the volume. I'll take what I expect to be a top, you know, probably like a top RB2 finish because um, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson's going to take away some, you know, some of those rushing yards. But give me J.K. Dobbins. I'll take him for, you know, a late first. I'm buying the value. Um, redraft at RB20. On Dynasty, I'm a little bit cooler, more lukewarm. I like his production this year. But without that contract, He's a free agent in the offseason. I don't know if the Ravens are going to pay him. I don't know where he goes. The running back, just free agency stuff, does not give me good vibes. So if he's a free agent, I'm not excited about that. We're not excited about running backs who are free agents anymore because they don't get paid. They don't get opportunity a lot of times. That's another reason to like Miles Sanders because he got paid and he gets opportunity. So they're saying something there. But Dobbins, Mm -hmm. long-term, I'm a little off right now. Not sure if the Ravens re-sign him, but give give me J.K. Dobbins this year. If I knew he was going to be back, I'd be all yep. in. Yeah. You know, but we don't know. And we don't know where he's going to go. Is he going to be a buccaneer? Who knows? Somebody gets hurt and he goes somewhere else. Um, he's also missed 26 games in three years, which is tough. Yeah. He did obviously miss a full season as well. Completely fine with the redraft value. If I'm contending, like Nate said, I have no problem playing that uh, mid to late 24 first. And you just got to kind of hope. Gotta kind of hope that something good happens. Who knows? Maybe Austin Eckler doesn't come back and he goes to the Chargers, which would be a fantastic situation for him. Um, so if that's the case, we're just gonna pay it, try to win it all, hang on and go for the ride. Chev, what about you? Yeah, I just hate that he sat out all offseason. This is the time where I wanted to see him grow with that offense and continue to just get healthier and healthier. You know, yeah, you want to get a contract, but I'm worried about JK Dobbins this upcoming year. I'd much rather have the 24 mid to late first at this point. I, I don't know. I, I think he he can break out, but I'm also thinking he could just be RB 24 this upcoming year if he doesn't play very much. So I'd much rather just get the first and be happy with it moving forward, even if he – I mean, I don't think he'll sign with the Ravens again. Sorry, Nate, but I just think there's too many question marks in his game at this point and not doing anything in the offseason with them. I, I just worry for him this upcoming year. Yeah, and you know – I don't. I'm not going to move a mid, mid first for Dobbins. Not even really a mid late first for Dobbins, yeah. but I'm willing to make a move with a player because if you look at keep trade cut right now, he's below James Cook, Damian Pierce, um, Debo Samuel. Uh, you know some of those guys. I'd be more than willing to move, or maybe a, a guy below there, and you know add like a third round pick on there maybe, and go get Dobbins. But I'm not. I don't really want to move a mid first or a late first for Dobbins because I don't know about that future. I don't yeah. want to move first round picks for players. I don't feel confident for, you know, at least two, three years. 
And you can just reset with these first. Like if you yep. if you trade and you get a running back next year, you just reset five, six years in there. You can get a running back mid to late first next year is gonna be pretty good. You're gonna get yep. mid to late first next year, you're getting one of Braylon Allen, Travion Henderson, or Raheem Sanders. I'd be pretty happy with any of those guys. I am a fan of Rocket Sanders. By Rocket's the way. fun. I like Massive Boyd. individual. Yeah. Yes. He is I've had a lot of time at the airport to watch those guys. Six hours of film. Give me Ooh. Benson. I love Benson. I, I think. He's oh, you have to talk to Bob and I about Benson when I was when I was I, big on. Benson. I'm sure you. Yeah, I figured he was going to be a little rougher subject, but we'll see. Well, well hey, if it's rough, you got to clean it up, guys. And Manscaped is going to help you do that. I'm the Segway King. Oof. Don't even disrespect me. So today we're here, sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. Hey, we're not talking about a baby, but if you have one. Congrats. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. Treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our code Dynasty Rewind for 20% off plus free shipping. Guys, look, the fact of the matter is, Money's tight right now. Buy quality. It lasts a long time. And we're giving you a fifth off. Like you, you can't beat that. Don't skimp out when it comes to trimming down there. Seriously, that's the last thing you need because the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Reserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. So listen, don't forget to apply the Aluminum-Free Premium Deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go as well. You don't want to stink when you're sitting at the airport for six hours. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code DynastRewind at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code DynastRewind. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. So, gentlemen, we are going to kick it out of here for now. Don't forget, SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code DynastRewind. $20 off your first ticket purchase. Underdog. We talked about some underdog values. Use the promo code Rewind. You get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Talked about Patreon, payup.com, forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Get your roster reviewed right now before the season starts. Nate is dying to do some more roster reviews. So, until the next time, everybody. For Chev, for, my, for Nate, I almost said for Mike. <laughs> I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for listening.